If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Would a pudding by any other name taste as sweet? It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. A pudding? A pudding. But before we get to that, uh, we were going through on the radio show. More of the words that Stanford has uh, tried to ban or suggest we don't use because they're not politically correct. Yeah, it's their technology department. The president of the university, to his credit, said, wait a minute. No, no, no. We didn't approve this list. This list is stupid. He didn't say that, but he should have. The fact fact that, you know, a certain number of Stanford students, which in theory makes you smart. um, And teachers. Got together and and, and worked for six months on this list, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah. It's the the department people and the, the students, yeah. And it's it's just they twist themselves into such rhetorical and logical knots to reach their state of being offended. I mean, you—it's indistinguishable from parody, really. It's it's idiotic. We mentioned that you're not supposed to use the term brown bag for getting together over lunch and learning about something. Use lunch and learner tech talk because. Brown bag is historically associated with the brown bag paper test that certain black sororities and fraternities used to judge skin color. And if your skin was darker than the brown bag, you couldn't get in the fraternity or sorority, which is a shocking bit of what do you call that? Racism, bigotry among black people. But nobody knew that that was happening. I'd never heard that well, in no. my life. So, well, and no, the, the term brown bag comes from the hue of the effing bag. It's brown. People use brown bags to bring lunch. You effing morons. <laughs> Good God. <sighs> You're not supposed to use cakewalk. Now, who's that offensive to? I'm just trying to think it through before you tell me. Cakewalk. People who stride for pastries. <laughs> I did that as a kid. Yeah, cakewalks no. are awesome. 
But again, this is a perfect example of what's wrong with this stuff. They find an alleged ancient racist reference that is questionable whether it's even tied to it. And they say because this existed 200 years ago, you can't use a term that's vaguely connected to it now. It's just, again, you're twisting yourself into knots in a desperate attempt to be offended. What they say is enslaved people covertly used exaggerated dance to mock their enslavers. This turned into balls that the white enslavers would hold for entertainment where the prize was a cake. Oh, my God. I know. It's indistinguishable from parody. That's the most convoluted one yet. I remember when, I like we, when somebody said you shouldn't say picnic because people used to have picnics when they go to lynchings or something like that. It's idiotic. Even yeah, though that just, historically yeah. has not been proven to be true, but even if it no, were... It's, it's been disproven. <laughs> but even if it were true, that doesn't mean that's what... I mean when I say let's have a picnic. <laughs> right. Well, you know, they, they say that the, uh, the custom of waving or shaking hands was to prove that you did not have a weapon in your right hand, which is for the vast majority of people, the dominant hand. If you were going to stick a knife in me, you use your right hand. Does that mean we should stop waving and shaking hands because that, that evokes a very violent time where human beings would attack each other with swords? <laughs> you people are effing out of your minds. Anyway, <clears throat> I mentioned this on the show, but it bears repeating gangbusters. You don't use gangbusters. Use very successful. That unnecessarily invokes the notion of police action against "quote unquote" gangs in a positive light, which may have racial undertones. The term "gangbusters" literally was about criminal gangs in the twenties and thirties, like you know, and maybe that was the Italian mafia. But I think Italian people are fine with the term gangbusters. Nobody is offended. Nobody is within 100 miles of being offended. You pretzeled up idiots. You you overly sensitive, woke numbskulls. Well, and the other side of it is if you got people to stop using the term brown bag, picnic, or gangbusters, it would not improve the planet in any measurable way. Yeah, yeah. So you can't use gray hat hacker. Because you've heard a white hat hacker, black uh-huh. hat hacker. Hacker who exploits a weakness in cyber defense to bring the weakness to the attention of the owner with the goal of improving security. This term combines black hat and white hat, which both hold racial connotations. Oh, jeez. Then they talk about mastering something, like mastering, uh, you know, the banjo. Historically, who'd, masters who'd enslaved people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Historically, masters enslaved people didn't consider them human, didn't allow them to express free will. So this term should generally be avoided. You people are so freaking ignorant. You don't even understand etymology. I'm not sure what you understand other than how to impress each other with how woke you are. (laughs) To master something is a a phrase that has so many uses in so many contexts and has for a thousand years, probably 2000 years. If you're not supposed to master human beings, great. But I'm still going to master my blues scales so I can wail on my guitar. Oh, master list. Red team. Use cyber offense team. That's indigenous people, blah, blah, blah. Uh, scum master. Do you even need know that term? I'll stop using that term. I promise. Use Agile Lead or Scrum Leader instead. Historically, masters enslave people. Oh, it's Scrum Master. So, okay. So, you just, just you can't use the term master at all. Yeah. Uh, sold down the river. Originally referred to a person who was enslaved and sold as punishment. Okay. 
Uh, let's see. To call a spade a spade. Although this term has its origins in Greek literature, eh, we're done with this discussion. Yeah, exactly. Has its origins in Greek literature. The subsequent negative connotations with the word spade means that the phrase should be used with caution or not at all. What do you do when you play cards? Let's see. Here's a heart. Here's a club. Here's a diamond and a, well, you know, the yes other word. thing. The S word. It's freaking shovel, you morons. Uh, let's see. White hat hacker, white paper, white team, white box, white list, white space, yellow team, etc. This goes on for pages, folks. Pages. Quite amazing. You know, here's one that I have a little bit of sympathy for. Not this one in particular. Um, because I think sometimes it's sometimes it's legitimate, sometimes it's not. Like, uh, you don't use cripple anymore. You use disabled person. But you're not supposed to use dis- disabled person. You use person with a dis- disability. Disabled person implies that the disability defines a person. Whereas person with a disability gives the ownership of the disability to the person. They're a person, they happen to have a disability. You think there's any legitimacy to that? No. I don't think it would have any effect on the way I'm looking at someone. I no, I think, yeah, maybe it's one of those things where it's like uh, you're not allowed to use certain political rhetoric because an angry, psychotic person might take it as an excuse to hurt somebody. Right. I mean, I can't, I can't fashion my language to not incite stupid, crazy people. And I think you'd have to be a, a, a stupid, crazy person to think disabled person means, well, they, they have no soul. They have no opinions. <laughs> They probably don't even eat food. All they are is the sum total of their disability. Look at that man with a limp. All he is is a limp. It's like I home, mean, homeless person or a person experiencing homeless. I just, I just don't. Yeah, you're, you're, you're going through linguistic gymnastics for no good reason. Mm-hmm. And you're not allowed to use any violent. Uh, My favorite one of these violent is, imagery is yeah. when we were kids. Black people were referred to as colored people. That was the politically correct thing to say. Yes. Then yes. that became very, very Black. racist. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And then we went through all the different things over the years. Now we're back to people of color, which is only slightly yes. different than colored people. Well, but that's where we've arrived. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Fine. A couple more. You're not allowed to use violent imagery. Like... Uh, Beating a dead horse, because that uh, expression normalizes violence against animals. Does it? If the horse is already dead. Does it? How about uh, killing two birds with one stone? This expression normalizes violence against animals. Oh, yeah. You see kids everywhere constantly bludgeoning fowl. I heard that term. More than one way to skin a cat. Mm. This expression normalizes violence against animals. Well, it normalizes cat skinning anyway. What are you doing with a cat's skin? You gonna make a coat out of it or a hat or what? I mean, that one's mystified me for a very long time. I mentioned that a while ago. That um, I used that expression in front of my nieces, and they were like, "Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you? You know?" <laughs> and and we were riding in a car with several adults, and we all agreed, you know what, kids? There are some weird old expressions. Nobody's quite sure what they mean. Well, we know what they mean, but we sure as hell don't know where they came from. <laughs> Please let cats remain united with their hides. <laughs> 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, And finally this. Um, I'm just throwing it out there. If anybody has had the experience of losing their sense of sweet, not taste in general, but sweet, I think I have. And I became aware of this the other night as uh, somebody trotted out some apparently award-winning butterscotch pudding. Mm. And uh, I said... Man, I haven't had butterscotch pudding in an age. And I said, there's really a unique flavor. It's uh, it's bitter. And they said, bitter? Yeah, it's not the least bit sweet. This isn't sweet. This is the most syrupy sweet thing I've ever had in my life. I said, oh. I don't taste any sweet here. And then it became, I went to think of it and thought, I don't know if I've tasted anything sweet in a very long time. And um, wow. and, and, and I know my sense of smell it was affected by COVID. It still is. 
um, bad smells are exaggerated or made up or something like that. Uh, it's it's it sucks because it always smells like a, you know a dog peed in my car or something. Um, wow. Wherever I am, uh, so my sense. Hey, of Michael, smell- our whole uh, having my dog pee in Jack's car prank is going great. <laughs> yeah, it's gone quite well. Every day during the show, I have Judy uh, drive over and we have your do- my dog pee in your car. <laughs> so obviously, if my sense of smell is out of whack, my sense of taste could be out of whack. And I want what I wonder is. You know, I've been, if you've listened to the radio show, I've been on this donut binge that's just like ridiculous for the last year and sweets in general. Mm. And I wonder if my sense, you know, I have a, a bit of a sweet tooth, a desire for sweets, but I'm not getting it satisfied when I eat a, a maple bar, which most of my life, if I ate one, I felt sick because they were so sweet. Now I can just eat one after another like they're apples because wow. I don't get, I don't have the sense that I don't taste sweet anymore. Wow, that makes sense to me. It does kind of fit together, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely it does. Because I've heard, well, there was another context. I can't remember what it was where somebody was talking about, yeah, you have a certain craving for sweetness, and if you don't get it, you keep chasing it. I can't remember the context, but anyway, yeah, that absolutely rings true. Huh. Well, I wonder if it's permanent. It's been a long time. It's I've, I've had this for at least six months. Wow. Well, nobody knows, I guess. The sense of smell. Yeah, long COVID, it varies from person to person. Have you heard of people, though, that permanently lost their sense of taste or smell? Permanent so far. I I mean, you wouldn't know permanent in the future. Yeah, No, no, I'm not not up on that at all, I'd be guessing. It mostly has been temporary from everything I know. What a weird freaking disease. Oh, I'm so lucky so far. Uh, I felt like crap for three days, but I don't think, you know, actually some people pointed out various articles that 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 bit of numbness in my face that's getting a little better. I think um, they said that seems to be a, a, a symptom of post COVID yep. for some people. Yep. Some people because it has undeniable neurological effects. I oh. mean, a bunch of different ones. And isn't this more of a reason to think it was manufactured by humans? This weird losing your smell and taste and face going numb. What other diseases have ever done that? I don't. I don't. I can't answer that question with any authority. Uh, there are diseases that ooch their way into your brain, but the fact that you'd have a respiratory virus virus that makes you cough and sneeze and get a fever, and oh by the way, it crawls up into your brain and denies you your sense of smell—that is weird. Yeah. I don't think it was lab. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I want Doctor Fauci uh, hauled in front of a special tribunal. Yeah. I represent science. Thank you. I'd like to see you uh, in stocks. (laughs) That seems a little much. Sitting there in the town square, people peppering you with questions. Questions, folks. Never any violence. Never violence. Not tomatoes. Uh, I remember the fourth grade cakewalk. It was the driest chocolate cake I ever had. Tasted like chalk, and I got in trouble for telling the girl who made the cake that it tasted terrible. So mm. you got in trouble for that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The teacher didn't like it, and I guess the girl was pretty upset. So yeah. you weren't wearing I was in the fourth face, grade. were you? No, I mean, because <laughs> as I understand, the origin of cakewalks is uh, well. Anyway, you told the little girl. You told the little girl who made a cake that her cake was horrible. I well, know that was not a nice thing. No, to do. it wasn't. I was in the fourth grade. You should have gotten didn't in know trouble. Better. That's right. Well, I hope you've learned. I Poor have. Kid. Well, I guess that's it. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.